Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I'm Kyle Chittock, your host and the owner of Bolton E-Bikes. Today, I want to talk about something that I know everyone thinks about, but nobody's really sure if it makes sense, and that is solar charging. Now, at some point in the past, I did talk about making my kind of crazy aerodynamic infinite range electric vehicle velomobile thing. And I still think that's really cool. I would love to actually get that project done. I have the velomobile here. I just haven't done it yet. But what we have been looking into is solar charging. Now over the winter has not been a great time to work on that and develop it. If it was, we'd probably have it up and running right now. But it's something that we're working on And when I first looked at solar charging, and maybe you came to the same conclusion, it was kind of like, yeah, it could work, but it doesn't make sense. But in other ways, it does make sense. So let me share with you my thoughts on when I think it could work, where it could be valuable, and also where it doesn't make sense at all, and I wouldn't recommend doing it. First, let's look at the scenario of cost. I think that is The first thing that comes to people's mind, maybe that are new to electric bikes or electric vehicles, they think about what does it cost to charge them and can you do it with solar? Does that make it cheaper? And I'm just going to throw this out there and say on a small scale for an e-bike only, don't look at it from a cost perspective because the ROI is not there. I think I did some kind of napkin math a couple years back to figure out How long would it take for a solar panel to recharge an electric bike to actually pay for itself in electricity and energy usage? And I think you had to ride the bike and charge it on solar, like 200,000 miles. Like nobody's ever going to do that, right? That's highly unlikely anybody's going to ride their electric bike that far. Now, there are exceptions like, well, what if you add up multiple e-bikes. Like if you had an actual e-bike store and you had people come in and out of the store, they could charge while they were there. Maybe your employees, maybe you've got a massive company like Rad Power with hundreds of employees and half of them ride their bikes to work. Let's face it, that's being optimistic. 1% of them ride their e-bike to work. They plug it in and charge it. Well, it'd be a lot easier to get up to that 200,000 mile total to where the panels could actually pay for themselves. It might work out. But the point is, the ROI, just from a cost perspective, is not very good in that situation at all. Now, on the flip side, if you have installed solar at your residence or your business because you use enough power that it makes sense, then of course, plugging your e-bike in when you already have solar power because of other more energy consumption devouring devices, that's going to pencil out okay. That's going to work because you already had to buy it for some other reason. E-bike alone, not going to work out very well. But there are other scenarios where it does make sense when you're not thinking about cost. Now, the first one of these that comes to mind for me is being outdoors. In other words, camping, RVing, you know, driving around in your motorhome around the country, you are out hunting, you are out and about where you do not have a place to plug the bike in. Then the challenge is something completely different. It's not about whether or not it's saving you money to charge it. It's about 
being able to charge it, period. Because if you are out hunting for a week, say, and you take your e-bike, is your battery going to last a whole week? Well, if you're really conservative, maybe. Could you carry a second battery? Yeah, but what if that runs out too? Well, that's a scenario where all of a sudden, I think it starts to make sense just because you have the convenience of not plugging it in. Now, the ROI in that situation, the return on investment might actually be there too. You may not have thought of this. I mentioned something just now, and that was carrying two batteries. In other words, if you're out camping for a week, and let's say you know with the camping that you're going to do, you can get by for a couple of days just kind of tootling around the campground before you got to replace your battery. Uh, But you're going to be out there for seven days. Well, you have a couple of options. You could be more conservative and buy a spare battery, try and stretch it out. Well, what's a battery cost these days? $500, $600, $700? Depends on the bike and the bike brand. But that's kind of a usual ballpark. I've seen $500 on the low end. I've seen some companies charge ridiculous prices of over $1,000 for their batteries. Please, please do yourself a favor. Check the cost of replacement batteries of any e-bike you're going to buy because some of them in my opinion, are overpriced. (laughs) And you don't have to spend that much on a replacement battery. Side note there, just food for thought if you're still shopping around. But if you already got an e-bike, you're looking at a replacement. And the reason for the replacement is to extend your riding experience while you're out and about and you do not have somewhere to plug in. Your options come down to buy another battery, ride less, or you could at that point buy a solar charging setup. And you would spend probably a comparable amount in some situations to what one of those batteries might cost if you include the charging equipment and the solar panel. But the solar panel could be used for other things. It it has more utility than just powering an e-bike charger, but it would work very well for that. And at that point, it doesn't matter if you're out for a week, two weeks, or a month, you always have a source for charging your battery. Now, you could go overboard with this, or maybe not overboard, maybe this is just the best scenario, if you ask me, would be instead of, let's say, you're on a week-long trip, you know the battery lasts for a couple days, that means you'd need three batteries if you can't charge it, right? The better scenario would be you got two batteries and one solar charger, That means you can be out riding, having fun on your e-bike with one battery while the second battery is back at your camp. Maybe it's in your motorhome with the solar panel stretched out on top on the roof or something. Uh, But the other battery, the second one, is slowly being charged up by a solar panel while you're out riding. You get back later in the day. Your second battery is fully charged. You've always got a fully charged battery and you never have to use any power. You can be completely off-grid to make that happen. This is a situation where all of a sudden everything works. It pencils out. It makes sense. Now, the other thing I've thought about is a battery is fairly heavy. It's a good 10 pounds or so. Could you get a charger and a solar panel that's lighter than a spare battery? And then is it something that you might carry around in your saddlebag all the time just in case you ever needed it? Let's say you decide to go for a 20-mile ride, and after 20 miles, you're feeling really good. You're like, hey, I'm going to go 
further. I'm going to ride to my friend's house. It's 30 miles. I'm just going to do it. You get there and you're like, oh, that might have been pushing it a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to make it back. Well, lay out your solar panel, have it charging up outside somewhere in the yard. Maybe a friend's house is a bad example because they probably have a plug. Let's face it. You went to the lake instead. Okay, we're changing it to the lake now. Point is, you go somewhere where you can't plug in, but you have this available. You can set it out, let it charge your bike, and maybe it's not going to top it off because that would take hours, but it adds you know, another five or 10 miles to your range before you have to go again. That, to me, makes sense. Now, here's where the numbers get pretty incredible, actually better than what I thought was possible. I started researching this months ago to figure out how it could be done with my crazy infinite range solar thing, right? But as I started researching and finding better equipment, I found a company that's here in the United States. So that's awesome. Another made in the USA product that they have a solar charger for various types of lithium batteries. So they basically have a charge controller. It's a fancy little waterproof box And you can buy it in very specific voltages. So we can get one that's for a 48 volt lithium battery. We can get one for 52 volts, for 36 volts, whatever voltage we need it to be. And then on the other end, because you got to have a power source going into this charge controller, and then the power going out is going directly to your battery. So you have the power coming in. This is incredible to me. There's usually a really wide range. I'd have to go look at the one prototype I got lying around here, but it's somewhere between like 12 volts or maybe a little lower. It might be down to like nine or 10 volts up to like 60 volts on the high end. So it doesn't matter what voltage you put in within that range to this charge controller. It spits out a nice steady voltage for your lithium ion battery. So as an example, a 48 volt lithium ion battery needs 54 volts and maybe a little more, but we'll just round to 54 volts to charge. You could hook up a 12-volt solar panel to this charge controller, and it's going to spit out 54 volts on the other end at a very controlled, specific rate to charge your e-bike battery. No other device is required. Literally, that's it. You got a solar panel, charge controller, and your battery. Super, super simple. The previous way To do this, I guess you could say previous, different way. Uh, The way I've seen most people try and do this is they will take a 12-volt solar panel and then plug that into an inverter, which takes the energy from 12 volts, converts it, and this is 12 volts DC power, converts that to 110 volt AC power because that's what your charger normally plugs into. And then that charger converts from 110 volt, 120 volt AC back down to 54 volt DC, all that converting back and forth, you lose like literally half of the power of your solar panel. That means if you have a 100 watt solar panel, and I'm going to use 100 watts for a specific reason, and that is probably the most common e-bike charger out there that would plug into your wall is 100 watts. And sometimes they're, so they're about two amps and two amps at the voltage they charge at, you do the math, it's about 100 watts. Sometimes with three amps, that's 150 watts. But if we just take this simply and say you got a 100 watt solar panel and you do that kind of Mickey Mouse setup I just talked about, that means only 50 watts might actually be getting to your battery. Only half. That's terrible. That means you need a solar panel that's double the size you think you need to make it charge at the rate you want it to charge at. 
not very efficient at all, just terrible. And you have to carry all these different parts and pieces around. This charge control I'm talking about has about a 96% efficiency rating. So that means if you have a 100-watt solar panel hooked up to this charge controller, 96 watts are actually getting to your battery. That is incredible. That, to me, like I said, makes sense. Now all of a sudden, this is like, hey, this is pretty cool. Now the downside. There's always got to be a downside to this, right? Uh, the, the other charge setup I mentioned, you know, you could buy a inverter off of Amazon for 20, 25 bucks that maybe can plug into a panel that maybe you've already got. I don't know. If not, you go buy a couple hundred watts of solar panels, you plug it in. It, it's going to be cheaper that way up front. I'll be honest, sort of, because remember, you have to buy twice the number of panels. So is it really cheaper? Mm, depends on the price of solar panels at that point. Probably not. This other device, they're, they're more than 200 bucks for this little charge controller. And then you add in a solar panel and you got to spend, you know, maybe a few hundred more. So you might be four or $500 just guessing into a setup like this. Now I am actively talking to this particular manufacturer. We're trying to get a Bolton e-bikes specific version made. They will actually do it with certain quantities. We can have certain plugs put on. So this is something we're actively working on and trying to have done and I would love to have this available for this summer of 2021, because then I can use it. I can carry this on one of my e-bikes, go for a really long ride, plug this in, and wherever it's plugged in, it's just charging. That's just awesome. I think that's the coolest thing in the world. But to give you an idea, you know, you might spend, like I said, four or 500 bucks for a setup like this. It could be more that's where there's a lot of variance in what type of solar panel is used. Is it a folding panel, not folding panel? And those are some of the details I'm still trying to figure out at this point, to be honest, what is the best solar panel to use? I actually have the actual cells that I personally like and think are kind of some of the best on the market right now picked out, but finding those specific cells in a specific format, it gets a little bit trickier from there. But for the cost, approximately, of a replacement battery or a spare battery, you could buy something that will charge you wherever you are. And I think most people view this solar panel type setup as something that'd be like a very tiny little trickle charger. And it's not, because remember what I said, 100 watts. Well, if you have a folding panel that's 100, 150 watts, that's going to be charging at the same rate that your charger would be if it was plugged into the wall. So if it takes you five, six hours to charge in a wall, it's going to take you five, six hours charging from the sun. There's some variables there. Of course, we're assuming you've got full sunlight, you're not in partial shade, yada, yada, yada. It's not a cloudy day. Obviously, there's some stipulations. Obviously, that's why I'm not doing this in the middle of winter, because we need some nice, long, sunny days to really test this out and make sure we got all the kinks worked out and everything's working perfectly. But once we have this pinned down, I'll be releasing more information and we may have a solar charging kit. If we don't decide to do it and produce it ourselves, then I'll probably just send out the manufacturer's information and say, here it is, uh, you know, good luck. But the downside is it'd be like a DIY thing. You'd have to put your own connectors on there and other stuff. And I'd like to not do that. If we can buy these in bulk, offer it for basically the same price they sell it at with connectors ready for a panel and ready for your e-bike, that's better for 
everyone. And I think we can make that happen. So that's my thoughts on solar charging. There are situations in which it can actually work and be beneficial. And I'm really happy to see that happen. Now, it's not going to work, just be 100% clear, very well if you try and like rig up a solar panel on your bike and charge while riding. Like that just, you can't fit enough panels on your bicycle to do that. If you have something like a Velomobile, which has an aerodynamic shell and you have all the surface area, you could totally do it. The math in that situation works. I think you could have a sustained like 20 mile an hour speed infinitely in the sun, in theory. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to try. <laughs> but I think that can work. But if we're talking about a, you know, one of our standard fat bikes with a rear rack on the back and you think a panel mounted on there is going to be able to charge your bike while riding, that's not actually going to work, unfortunately. Now, what it could do is you could put something like that on there, have it plugged in, and it would be a very, very small trickle charge. It would extend your range just slightly. Would it even be worth it? I don't know. It'd probably be better, I think, to just have a bigger panel that unfolds. And when you're stopped, that's when you use that opportunity to charge. So technically, it could do it. If you want to know if your bike is capable of being charged while also being used, because not all batteries can be. The BMS, that's the circuit inside the battery. Some of them can take a charge while also providing a discharge to the motor. Some of them cannot really, really easy test to figure out if your bike is even capable of doing that, if that's something crazy you want to try and pursue. But I'm just going to tell you that's a situation where the math is not in your favor. But all you have to do is plug your battery into the wall and then turn your bike on and uh, just hit the motor with your thumb or something with a wheel off the ground, of course, and see if it spins up. And if everything works with the bike plugged into the wall while charging, then you know that your BMS actually allows that. If you plug it in and the bike will not turn on, not run the motor, then that BMS is not capable of that type of function and it just will never work no matter what you do. So just something to be aware of. Every e-bike hardware setup is a little bit different. I haven't found too many that don't do that, but that is a possibility. I hope this summer as we get into some nice sunny weather, most importantly, you get out, you ride, you have some fun. I am looking forward very much to longer days so we can get more e-bike rides in and I'm hoping that you are too. Thanks again for listening to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast, a podcast all about e-bikes that comes out every single Tuesday. I appreciate all of you for listening. If you are new for any reason, you haven't, you for some reason stumbled across this podcast episode first, make sure to go check out some of the other episodes. Most importantly, go to ebikepodcast.com. Once again, that's ebikepodcast.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter for this podcast. I will send you an email once a week on Tuesday, alerting you of new episodes, what they're about. And so you can easily go check those out. And of course, if you are looking for an e-bike, there's no better place than boltonebikes.com. Music